There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I swear by the movies we watch for this pod, I'll be there. And I swear that for Paige, Mike, and Todd, I'll be there. I'll be there. comes are the worst. I wish I had known, but that can't stop me from each episode. Cause I swear, laters, baby. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Paige made us watch How, How Stella, Stella Got, got her, her, groove her Groove Back. Maybe. So, yeah, right. So, was this the first time either of you guys had seen this movie before? I had never seen this movie. I knew the story and I knew the true story behind it. Because, by the way, this is based on a true story. Shit, I had we no will idea. talk about it and fun wow. facts. Fun facts unlocked. I have a funny story. I have never seen this movie. I was in my boss's office. Boss's? With both of them. Because one of my bosses was like, talking to my new boss and was like, yeah, he's got a cool podcast. You should listen to it. I was like, oh no. Oh no. Yeah. But then I was like, we did still have our group back. And I was like, he's 20. She's 40. Yeah. He's only 11 years older than her son. Or nine. Was it nine years old? It's nine years, Mikey. Yeah. Because her son is 11. Yeah. 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 He's only nine years older than her son. So then my new boss was like, face change. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And she's like, (laughs) I'm only 11 years older than my husband's daughter. <laughs> okay, all right. But she was like 28 when they met, not like she could rent a car and yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys think maybe this movie is just a romanticized episode of 90 Day Fiance? I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> Shut your fucking face until we get to fun facts. Oh <laughs> my God. Okay. Because by the way, I have an epilogue to what happened. This is <gasps> fantastic. Mikey, right now, you and I, let's go ahead and guess what we think yes. real life happened. And then at the end, th- she will reveal it. He scammed her a hundred percent. Yes. I've seen 90 Day Fiance. I know when they play PlayStation all day after they come to the US <laughs> that he is just gonna leave in six months. <laughs> so yeah, I was gonna say that one hundred percent my uh, opinion of what happened in this movie is informed by 90 Day Fiance. So I also assume that it doesn't last, right? I mean, do you guys, do you want me to spoil it now? Like, no, 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 no don't spoil. It. Wait until the okay. end because I want to okay. attack this. Okay, I liked the first twenty minutes because it felt like forgetting Sarah Marshall a little bit, 
and yeah, I really I like that. vacation romantic comedies. Yes, you do. It's like a subgenre I like. But then they were like, let's go back to America. And I was like, I am way less interested in this movie now. Uh, which, by the way, you're describing the first hour versus the second hour yeah. of this two hour long movie. Well, the second hour feels like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> the second hour does feel longer. I was thinking about this the entire time. Now, granted, I knew the epilogue before the movie started. Oh, so like, wow. Okay. Okay. So I definitely had my view a little informed by the reality that I already knew. Yeah. I'm looking forward to you telling me because, okay, there's like the romance of like, oh, I'm getting my groove back. But then the reality sets in of like, what is the real reality of dating someone with that big of an age difference in life? And like the last 30 minutes of the film is their relationship falling apart. And I thought it concluded in a really mature way for that situation. And then she meets and him then at the, the airport. Oh, they pretty yes. woman it and they ruined the whole damn thing. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I agree with you 100%. The thing that I kept coming back to in this movie is because it's not just an age difference. It's where that age difference falls. Because I was thinking about it and I was like, could my husband now, my husband is 37 years old, could he have married and put up with 20-year-old me? No. And vice versa, <laughs> that wouldn't have worked either. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was a terrible human at 20 yes, years old. I'm like, 20-year-old <laughs> Paige is an asshole. Like, it takes so much, you know, like the rock tumbler of life has to smooth you out a bit from yeah. 20. When I was 20, I was arguing with my English lit professor about how my band was going to make it and I would never need to read these books. Like, that's the kind of douche I was at 20. <laughs> Nobody wants to marry that. That's how you talk about books now. <laughs> that is how you talk about books now? I hate to tell you, nothing has changed. <laughs> She's like, my podcast is going to make it. I don't need to read these books. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, I'm super dyslexic. I listen to a lot of books. Yeah, I say listen is is valid as saying you read a book that's yeah. fine so like at 20 i was still for part of being 20 i was still living in the sorority house and then my first apartment off campus and i was like yeah uh do you want to marry the person that's still getting trashed and tricking people into watching cabin fever I don't think you do. Like, like that's not that's not the best version. I love that scene where they go to the movies because I think that illustrates yes, the age different way better than anything I've seen. I think on film for sure. And yes, I did definitely go see Jackass Forever as a full ass thirty something. Oh yeah, yeah, because that movie was made for thirty something. Honestly, yeah. it's reversed now. If you would have taken a twenty year old to see Jackass Forever, they'd be like, "Oh, I don't know about this." <laughs> potential i mean like jackass grows with you that's undeniable <laughs> but i i think it would be different if let's say she was 60 and he was 40 i think that's a different ball game oh you think the age difference at that age doesn't matter as much as it does at this age i think the gap closes as you get older because at a certain point you've experienced enough life and having to communicate with people that you can more easily bridge that oh, gap. Oh yeah, so like the older you are, the less weird it is that you're 20 years apart. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, yeah. the more years you live, the less proportion of your life a year is. So 10 years yes. is not that big of a proportion right. when you're 40 as opposed to right. 
20 if I was dating a 17-year-old. Oh, Mikey, that would be illegal. That is only three years less than the actual relationship in this movie. I also think the relationship in this movie is not a good idea, but at least he's over 18. At least it's consensual and they're both adults, right? Yeah, I, I would say the biggest thing, the biggest challenge for an age difference like that is communication because even the most mature 20 year old is going to struggle i think to engage in a relationship in a way that is healthy for both parties yes yeah i really wanted this movie to be her getting her groove back and then going back home yeah and then that being sort of the end of the movie and her just like living day to day having a groove back maybe dating judge or whatever maybe we don't see that in the movie whatever i 100 percent thought it was setting up like i'm not interested in judge i'm not interested in vulnerability i'm not interested in trying go to jamaica fuck around with the younger dude Get your confidence, get your stuff back, get your groove, then come back and be like, oh my gosh, I think I am ready for like yeah. to try. Uh, judge is a creep though. It cannot be judge. He's well, whoever. A full I, creep. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I don't I, I like to run with you. <laughs> well, he's hitting on her in front of a date. No, I know. He's not a good guy. Well, he didn't know that. She thought he was a child, like her child. <laughs> no, no, no. Not her date. His he date. has a date. Yeah, he has a date there. They could have been friends. That honestly could have been his daughter. No, she is like <laughs> she's all over him. That is a date, and they're on a date with another couple. It could be their stepdaughter's aunt, where like they know there's tension. No, that is clearly a date, and that's why he hits on her in code that the date won't understand. Yeah. It's gross. It's not that much code. I mean, everybody figured it out. Yeah. Well, yes, but by then I was like, this is not that movie. So Judge is a villain. But like, wouldn't it have been nice if like. They ran to the movies without dates and were like, hey, it's me, the judge. I called you like yeah. weeks ago. I'm third wheeling it with your friends or whatever. And like that'd be completely different. Yeah. Then I and wouldn't she's like, think you know what? I will go to dinner with you. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Because now she's ready for love or whatever. To yeah. me, this movie is the first hour is how Stella got her groove back. And the second half is how Stella got scammed. Yeah. I don't really care about their age difference because... Who am I to judge? They're both adults. Do what you do. And I think the movie does a good job of showing why it maybe isn't a good idea, you know? Yeah. In that how Stella got scammed section. That's why I didn't want her to meet him at the air. Like, when he leaves for the airport and he's going to do his thing, I was like, this is tough, but it's good. And she was on board. Yeah. And I really do feel like Tay Diggs, his character is... Like, he is able to have adult conversations. I feel like he has logical reasons for wanting to go back to med school. He was like, you know, I think this period in my life where I don't have any defined plans needs to end. I'm, I'm over yeah. it. I want to go to med school, so I'm going to go. It's clear that you don't want to get married because you would have said at some point in this past yeah. week that you, whatever. And he's like, also, I robbed a bunch of money to build <laughs> that shed in the backyard um, and install all those tools that I stole from a carpentry place on the street. I mean. He has no money. How could he make? that i couldn't make that shit well here's what i think happened i think he worked a bunch while he was gone and saved money and brought it with him when he came because we do talk about him like working a ton for like this contracted thing and then he comes back yeah so that was my explanation for it is that he had saved up a bunch of money where like in a 20 year old's mind the amount of money it takes to live and be in an adult relationship is very different than potentially the reality of being a 40 year old with a mortgage. And so in my mind, he had saved up all this money for them to have like a life together. And it was like $4,000 or something like that. And then like, you know, that's how he spends it. That's maybe. a lot of money when you're 20. 
It is a lot of when money. You're 20, when you're twenty, that's a fuckload of money but when you're 40 and you have a mortgage and you have a kid and you have like all these responsibilities fourth i'll use a quote my dad used to say four thousand dollars extra is a lot of money four thousand dollars is not a lot of money <laughs> right on its own yeah. i mean <laughs> like if yeah. you have four thousand dollars extra that's awesome but four thousand right. dollars goes towards mortgage groceries gas car yep. whatever right so like it gets and eaten up very by your expenses depleted. so fast but he's 20 yes. he doesn't know that he's always lived off of his parents or whatever I mean he, he grew up sort of in an affluent way in Jamaica mm-hmm. but like he may not really understand like the value of money really well and also he he's going from Jamaica to San Francisco your dollar goes a different amount of distance oh, yes. there yeah, 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 yeah and I'm sure that factors into it too but like in my mind he had saved up to do nice things for her in a very 20 year old way yeah. and, and that's where that money went I mean he was a free babysitter so he paid off in spades <laughs> I mean All he wanted to do was sleep on the couch and play Sega that's like all he wanted to do And get his green card It was kind of like he was her son's Older brother it was like she had an Older brother to babysit her son <laughs> Who she also had sex with <laughs> Yeah I mean you I'm, know like the porns I'm so glad we're on the same page with this movie Because I was like Oh I don't, I don't think I like this I liked Angela Bassett. I like this movie's a depiction of a strong female friendship. I like this movie's depiction of a woman reevaluating her career yeah. as a successful career lady. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things that I do like in this movie. I just don't like that she's dating a 20 year old. Everyone else in her life that's like, hey, aren't you worried he might be scamming you? Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of with them on that. And it turns out. I'm guessing they were right. I don't care that they're not right for each other age-wise until the movie points out that they're not right for each other age-wise. And then it's the movie still puts them together at the end, which I thought was a very weird choice. I yeah. mean, the last 45 minutes of the movie don't need to be there if they're going to end up together. Like, like, I thought it was fine that they still traveled to see each other some. Like, even like, okay, I'm getting my groove. I'm making career changes. We're seeing each other every now and then for me to like get that like booster shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Winky, blinky. Right. Get that vitamin D booster shot. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah. But then he's like, can I just move here or whatever? And then, and I was like, wait, this is not, we're crossing some line. Like, I thought it was like two independent people who were like, we love each other, but we know it's not going to work out, but we can still support each other in the moment. That's different. Ships passing in the night kind of romance. Right. I'm yeah. down with that kind of romance. You cry at the end of like, we love each other, but it, you know, we're not right. Yeah. I, honestly, if the movie had ended with him leaving, it would have been that sort of a movie in my mind, Mikey. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, as a 20 year old, I would never have moved in with someone. Who has a, a career? A PlayStation? Of course you would. <laughs> Mikey, if you had a PlayStation 5, I'd move in with you. I'll get one if you move in. <laughs> I knew you loved me, you son of a bitch. I'm It'd be a cool roommate situation. It would be a cool I'm, roommate situation. I'm getting ready for my pre-order of uh, Horizon... Uh, Wes? Whatever. The new Horizon game. Forbidden West is what it's called. Forbidden West. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have not been able to get a PS5. We've been trying for almost two years. Same. And so we're getting the PS4 version. But then I'm hearing all of this shit about the game for PS5. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, oh, I'll should I I'll tell you what I did to get my Xbox. There's no option. There just aren't any, Mikey. Like, there physically is not stock. Yeah, you have to buy them from a scalper online for $1,000 more. I'm not paying an extra grand. They're already, they already cost like a grand. Paige, I completely agree. I mean, I, I have always said that I'm not going to buy a PlayStation 5 until they're on sale. And they're yeah. not on sale anywhere. 
No. But maybe we should uh, get into the movie or something. We should. Sorry, I got distracted. Let's by jump it. into it. <laughs> for the listeners at home, I cut out 30 minutes of us looking for PlayStation 5s online to see if we could buy any. <laughs> but we could not. So we're getting yeah. back into the movie. <laughs> so we open on some pretty groovy credits. Oh, yeah? That's the only descriptor I could come up with. No, they're not. For the white text, black screen. I hated it. But with like a... But no one's on the screen. I hated these credits. Yeah, these are the worst kind of credits that can exist. It literally is black screen, white credits, nothing else. Groovy music. But it's like elevator music, groovy music. You know, it's yeah, not good music. It's not like we're listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire or some shit like that. Oh, that'd be great. Anyway, after the credits, we open on Angela Bassett running through the park. Uh, we cut kind of through a montage of her being a total badass at work. We find yeah. out that she's a stockbroker. And then she's basically in on her day off working as a stockbroker to make deals for like a specific thing that's only open for like 34 minutes before the end of the day. Yeah. But it's implied that she's making kajillions of dollars for this firm. She yes. says millions later on. Like she, yeah. Yeah. Really quick. Do you happen to know how old Angela Bassett was when she filmed this movie? Wasn't she just about 40? Yeah. So she was 40 when it came out. Yeah. She's probably 39 when they were filming it. Right. And she looks... 25. She looks Oh, she looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Fun fact, this movie is almost like it's like 15 years old uh and she looks no. 40 now. No, this movie is 98. It's like oh, 25, it's 25 years, years old. old. Yeah. Well, she looks 40 right now. <laughs> she has just now started to look 40. It's amazing. I don't know if you've seen Angela Bassett recently, but she has not aged. She has Paul Rudd syndrome. I mean, that's what you have, Paige. Oh, yeah. No, I know. See, <laughs> secret vampires. It's fine. I bought a whole bunch of stuff to make myself look younger the other day. I don't know what it's going to do. Paige, if you looked any younger, you'd be a baby. You know, it'd be really nice for someone to be like, what a fresh faced 19 year old that's really good at comedy. It's almost <laughs> like she's been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> anyway. So we cut to, she goes to the spa with her sisters and her sisters are like, we got to introduce her to somebody and yeah. her middle sister. I got the impression that she's the oldest. Her pregnant sister, who's pregnant this whole movie, is in the middle. That's Angela. Angela, yeah. And then Vanessa, who's Regina King. Who's Regina King, who's hilarious in this movie. I only know Stella's name because of the title. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Regina King. Oh, I do too. Yeah, she's amazing. And man, her and the HBO series uh, The Watchmen. Oh, she was so good in oh, that. She's good in everything. Uh, and essentially, Angela, the middle pregnant sister, is like, we have to find you a husband. I know this guy. He's a judge. We're going to introduce you. And Vanessa's like, don't worry about Stella. Like, don't get your hopes up. Stella doesn't want that. Stella's an independent lady, which is what Stella basically says. Uh, but then Regina King follows it up with like, but also, could you help me pay my bills, please? Please, rich sister, please. <laughs> I mean, her sister is rich as shit. Like, she makes a lot of money. Yeah. Well, speaking of a rich sibling, I have one. Yeah. And uh, he would kill me if I said, please pay my bills. <laughs> I mean, at the end of this movie, uh, they offer her $250,000 a year to come back. That is like the equivalent of $430,000 today, a year. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That'd be enough to buy like a, a modest house. <laughs> like <laughs> But she is making millions of dollars for this company a year. 
you know, so yeah, she could probably demand and is justified at that salary. So mm-hmm. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying it's a lot of money they offer her. Yeah, exactly. Well, and her house would be expensive AF because it would yeah. have been millions of dollars in the 90s. So that house is probably worth 10 plus million now, especially being in the Bay Area. Like it's expensive. Oh, I'm sure. So she kind of turns down their suggestions of her finding a man and they all end up kind of like laughing and splashing each other. They even get the other ladies in the spa in on it. Yeah, I love that little white lady who's in the foursome with her starts playing around with them and they're like, oh, we'll splash you too. And they start splashing her. It's so <laughs> she, cute. she laughs at them and like, what you laughing at? Yeah. We'll get you too. Yeah, it's I'm so like, cute. Yes. Like, yeah, it's so funny. Yep. So we cut to her dropping her son Quincy off, which by the way, this is two Quincy's in a row. We've had two yep. movies with characters named Quincy. She goes to drop him off at his dad's house and says, don't say anything about his weight. Uh, he says, dad doesn't read labels. So apparently dad is the fun junk food house, which like, good job, dad. I do. We do finally meet the dad later in the movie. I kind of like him. Yeah. yeah, I really liked him. Yeah, because he was very accepting yeah. of uh, Tay Diggs's character. As you would be for a relationship that is obviously ending in disaster. <laughs> uh, well, here's what I, I think. At no point does she really badmouth him necessarily in the movie it seems like they co-parent effectively and it seems like he's a nice guy and it just didn't work out yes but what we find out in the scene is that she's going away for two weeks or at least she has two weeks off by herself and she's dropping quincy off so she has to find something to do and uh she says she that she's gonna clean quincy's room and he's like what's it worth you to you if you don't and she's just like cash has always worked for me which i think is funny that she's just like pay up child um <laughs> i do also love that this is a, at a time where you could walk your kid all the way up to the gate you oh know? yeah in the airport yeah. yeah because this scene happens like she literally hands her son off to a flight attendant and they walk him to his seat yeah i remember being that kid like in the early 90s my parents got divorced when i was super young and i would fly back and forth between my mom and dad and literally what i would be taken to the gate i would put my arm in arm with the stewardess and she would walk me down to my seat yeah they actually you can still do that you just have to apply for like a special voucher thing that lets you through okay cool and it only works up to a certain age by the way so like yeah if you're like my kid's 13 they're like fuck you (laughs) (laughs) let that 13 year old find gate seven yeah you're like you've only got seven years so you're old enough for angela bassett (laughs) he's right anyway (laughs) so we cut to her in her house in san francisco i would kill to have this house this house is beautiful it is it is gorgeous she's got like a potting room like a greenhouse attached to her house and then like a gorgeous living room with a piano and we basically kind of get a little montage of her doing stuff around the house Until finally, she's like sitting watching TV and she sees a commercial for Jamaica that seems to be talking directly to her. Well, I mean, at one point it does where she's clearly like having an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got Jamaica on the brain. Right. That TV must be Jamaican because Jamaica is crazy. crazy. (laughs) I apologize. Anyway, so as she's watching that commercial, she gets a phone call from judge spencer boyle who's the one that angela was going to set her up with yeah and she's on the phone with him but she's clearly talking back to the commercial and so he's like hey uh your sister said i would call i think we should should do dinner and she's just like mm, why not like 
And she's clearly talking to herself, but he's just like, yeah, why not? <laughs> like, let's do it. Yeah, like, I like that you don't play hard to get. Like, it, it turns very kind of sensual very fast. Which I think Judge is super into. I think he's super into. And then he's just like, okay, well, I'll call you back then. She's like, uh-huh. And then just hangs up. And then it says on the TV, call your travel agent. And we see her pick up the phone. And instead of dialing her travel agent, she calls her friend Delilah, which is Whoopi Goldberg, which, by the way, we did pick this movie before Whoopi said some crazy things on TV. Yeah. So, you know, don't condone what she said. But the good news is that she dies of cancer halfway through. <laughs> no, that's terrible. I think the good news is she has the same job as Hollywood from Mannequin. Yes, she does. At The Gap. Was it The Gap? No, I think she's at Nordstrom's. No, it's Calvin Klein. Oh, it is Calvin Klein. You're right. So Delilah. Lila, Whoopi Goldberg answers and it goes initially to voicemail, but then she calls back and in the initial voicemail, she's like, hey, crazy idea. Do you want to go to Jamaica? And then when she calls back, the second voicemail is like, forget that first one. I have too much stuff to do. I can't go to Jamaica. And then Whoopi calls back and is like, I'm forgetting your second message. We're yeah. going to Jamaica. <laughs> and as she's doing this, she's like stuffing the underwear on the mannequins in the Calvin Klein window. Yeah. She even says, do you have any more crotch stuffing to like one of the people who's yeah, helping? Yeah, yeah. I was like, what are they talking about? And then she like reaches I've been asked that many times. <laughs> <laughs> she reaches onto the next guy and then splits the stuff in yes. between them and just says share and share alike. Yep. <laughs> crotch stuffing is what I now call it. There you go. I mean, that's what we called it in the biz when I used to dress mannequins. Is it? Well, it's because they're they're completely flat on the fronts. Oh, like G.I. Joe's. Yeah. I was usually dressing people in jeans and sweatshirts and stuff, so I didn't usually have to stuff crotches, but I did occasionally have to stuff like shoulders or like pecs. Yeah. Because I used to dress male mannequins pretty often. Like, let's say that you wanted to walk around like that. Like, what would you, like, where would you, like, put stuff? Yeah, like if you were a sentient mannequin that wanted to date my ex, like, what would you... <laughs> How would I stuff my shoulders? Well, shoulders is, is a tough one because it, like mannequins stand still. And so like the padding that you put on them will stand still. But if you're walking yeah. around, yeah. shoulders will shift. But if you want to stuff down below, here's what I recommend. Vitamin water. Plastic bag. Well, I mean, you could go vitamin water, but vitamin water is pretty conspicuous. And then people are going to be like, I think that dude just has a vitamin water in his pants. You would think that, Paige. <laughs> Get a Ziploc bag. And fill it with trolley bright crawlers and then <laughs> stuff that in your pants. And then you have like a realistic bulge, but also a snack. <laughs> I think what you should do is get a vitamin water, tape a gummy worm to the outside of it, and then put that in your pants. <laughs> Just one gummy worm? Yeah, because then you That's have the That's what you vein. would eat, you skinny bitch. Oh, for the yeah. vein. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, I only need one gummy worm for a snack. We've got to stop calling him skinny bitch because every third day our Facebook group gets suspended yeah, because someone's bullying Tom. I know. We can't use the word skinny bitch on Facebook. They hate that. Definitely save it for Twitter. You know who hates that skinny bitches. <laughs> and Zuckerberg is a skinny little bitch. It's true. He's so skinny that his skin is almost translucent. The picture of him windsurfing will haunt me every day till I die. Haunted. Yeah. Haunted. Do you remember, I think it's the first X-Men movie where they oh, when the senator that gets senator kidnapped and he, and he, yes, and he yes, climbs yes. out of the ocean. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what he looks like to me. The whole where he's I like poor exactly. jellyfish. I'm glad. I'm glad we shared this, Michael. I'm glad that your mind melded with my mind. So accurate, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> Today at work, I took a little break and I read a whole BuzzFeed article on the feud between Kanye and Pete Davidson. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, I'm, I'm fascinated. I can't stop reading shit about it. The BuzzFeed article like pulls all of the Instagram posts and stuff. And I was like, I hate everything about this, but <laughs> I love this article. Because like apparently last night he like posted a screen cap of like Pete being like, I never want to interfere with how you two raise your kids. Hopefully someday we can be friends and hopefully someday I can meet your kids or whatever. Yeah. And then like Kanye responded with like, you'll never meet my children. <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, my favorite one might be fake. I don't know. But it was like somebody DM'd him on Instagram and they're like, hey, uh, I heard D has some information on Pete. And he's like, who's D? Send me his at. And the guy just goes, D's nuts. <laughs> and then Kanye just responds back, all lowercase find god and i for some reason that response makes me laugh so hard i'm just gonna start doing it to people where they're just like like hey uh i don't know if you know but actually this movie's better than that movie and i'll just be like find god <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck y'all. anytime someone calls me a skinny bitch that's what i'm gonna say <laughs> no that one you should just be like find kettlebells <laughs> like, if you really wanted to like capitalize on the skinny bitch phenomenon you would come out with a rosé we know <laughs> i was gonna say like like just have uber eat gift cards venmo to him or like venmo me for pizza <laughs> so i can order pizza because i'm too skinny but the majority <laughs> of that would just go to waste mikey I would order pizza, eat a slice, and then throw the rest of it away. Because he's wasteful and doesn't care about our pizza <sighs> environment. Get stuffed crust at least. Ugh. I like there's two different sides. You saying, mmm, and Tommy like, oh, stuffed crust. <laughs> oh, I'm too good for extra cheese in my pizza. I just don't like pizza bones. He doesn't like crust. I don't, yeah. I can't. What if there, there's cheese in it? It's just a mozzarella stick at that point. Yeah, I mean, I prefer stuffed crust to not stuffed crust, but it's, I still, not a, I'm not a huge fan of it. Of course not. You're just an enemy of God and America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Find God, Tom. <laughs> Find God. Eat crust until you see him in his glittery firmament rising above the pizza box that still has three quarters of a pizza in it. Just put a tomato <laughs> on a tortilla and cheese on it and melt it if you're not... It, it, it's not I even I do pizza. that all the time. It's yeah, delicious. that's pretty good. Hey, yeah. Paige, I don't, I'm not going to criticize your food. Thank you. I'm clearly good at food. I'm not going to criticize my food. I had a box of Tagalongs for dinner. So... <laughs> I watched him eat all of them. I've got four more for the whole show right here. Hold one up to the camera. Ah, yeah. Oh, in. That was way more sexual than I wanted it to be. <laughs> Between me and the tag along? Food is its own different thing. Well, no, you leaned towards your camera and stuck your tongue out like licky lick. Yeah, for the tag along. Yeah, not for me. I know a difference. It's called reality, Todd. Like, get used to it. <laughs> oh, wow. Find okay. God. Yeah. How Todd got his fatty back. <laughs> How Todd got his food back. Uh-huh. I want Todd to go to Jamaica and eat jerk chicken <laughs> until he comes back with a respect of chicken. And I want that chicken to use him for a green card. This whole thing was made so much better because Mikey's mouth was full of tagalongs. <laughs> But also, chicken sounds amazing right now. Yeah, I have a pretty healthy appetite, guys. Yeah, he he's so hungry he could eat like a whole chicken strip. <laughs> Todd, I know that when you go to a Jamaican place and it's like whole chicken, half chicken, quarter chicken, you order quarter chicken. 
Because you are a skinny little bitch. <laughs> I'm more of a half chicken kind of hoe. I'm a whole guy. I'll eat the half there and half later. Ladies. I'm a firm believer in the hound from Game of Thrones where like you just eat a chicken every now and then. Jake and I roast chicken fairly frequently. And between the two of us, we eat a chicken. Easy. Yeah. Anyway. They're going to Jamaica <laughs> and Whoopi Goldberg talks her into it and tells her, don't be cheap. You make enough money to do this. You're worth it. And so am I. We're going to Jamaica. Yeah. So on the flight over, she's working while she's on the flight. She goes to check into the hotel and Delilah's already there. She's been waiting in the bar. And while she's been there, she's met Jack and Buddy who have three Super Bowl rings between them, which just means that one of them has two and the other one has one. But for a second, it, it kind of sounded like a three boob situation. And then I was like, no, wait. Anyway, <laughs> they are, I guess I would say age appropriate, although Jack specifically seems a little older. But they're, you know, they're they're middle aged dudes. And yeah. immediately Stella's not super into it. Yeah. I mean, they're probably age appropriate for Stella. They're probably in their 40s. Yeah. She wants that uh, shed to make some cradles to rob them. <laughs> 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 I don't think she goes here with the intention of having sex with a 20 year old. No, I think she goes with the intention of having sex with no one and just lying on the beach soaking up sunset. And you do you, Stella. Yeah. Do it. Absolutely. Go get multiple massages. Let's yeah. do. I plan on going to the beach and hooking up with somebody half my age. That's like, that's the new thing now. Mm. I need my groove back. No, I think you're fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a healthy thing, a friend would say. <laughs> so, anyway. They go to Stella's room to unpack and Delilah like raids her suitcase, which I love <laughs> where I don't know. Well, I don't know if dudes do this at all. I pretty much only do this with my sister because it has to be somebody close enough in size to you uh, where anytime I go to my sister's house, she'll go through her closet and just be like, I don't wear this anymore. Do you want it? And I'm like, yeah. And it's like, where'd you get that shirt? And you kind of just like have a weird clothes swap regularly no i don't think guys do that i've never done that mikey have you ever done that like gone on vacation with a guy and then raided his and clothes? then come home with different clothes <laughs> missing out no <laughs> that'd be so weird as much heat that Whoopi goldberg is in right now i do like her character in this movie yes she's absolutely. very funny she's very enjoyable to watch on screen like i get why she was a big actress at this time are your outer layers bigger sizes than your inner layers you mean clothing wise? Yeah, I'm talking about Todd. Like, is his outer layer like a uh, large? I thought you meant me. And I was like, no, they tend to be the same. <laughs> Sometimes I might size a jacket up if I'm going to wear it over other mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Typically, no, Mikey. Because I could borrow your outer layer if that was the case. Yeah, you might be able to. You could wear his outer layer as an inner layer. Mm -hmm. This sounds sexual and I'm here for it. No, no. This is why we'll never go on vacation together. No, this is just free thrift shopping from the people you know's closet. This was also, when I lived in the sorority house, clothes were traded rampantly. At least for, for people who could fit into them. Was it a two-party consent system or did someone like just go into other people's room and steal shit? I mean, both happened. Uh, but the, the former was, was preferable. Sure, sure, sure. It, it was one of those things that they used to do at my office oddly enough and i think i ruined it for everyone and i feel bad because i did not intend to do so but for a while i was definitely the the largest woman in my office and one of the other girls was like did you bring anything for the clothes swap and i was like who would wear them and she was like oh 
And it was like, it just dawned on her for the first time ever that not everyone could participate equally in the clothing swap. And I was like, I did not say that to make you feel bad. I'm like, I'm okay. But like, you know, just so you know. That (laughs) is very funny though. Oh my God. And then I don't think we had another one after that. (laughs) But also COVID. So like, you know, whatever. Um, Anywho, while they're kind of unpacking and going through clothes, Delilah does kind of drop this, like, I think I have weak blood sugar or something. I'm, I'm not doing well. I've been trying to, like, take everything. I think she already knows she's sick at this point. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. I called it from that. One. I was like, she's going to die. Yeah. I didn't think she was going to die because I thought that the whole movie was going to take place over the two weeks they're at this resort. But I thought it mm. would come out that she had cancer, like those type mm-hmm. of scenes. Like, oh, I thought she was going to die in Jamaica. Oh, I did too, actually. I was like, maybe this was her last hurrah and, you know, she'll get called to the Lido deck and just be like, oh, no. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> With Midnight Buffet and your honor. <laughs> oh, yes. Please celebrate my death with a midnight buffet. So we cut to the next morning where Stella is getting ready to run on the beach and she's like stretching out. She's super fast. Who exercises on vacation? This would be Mikey and me on vacation because I do exercise on vacation. And Mikey, I would guess would react like Whoopi Goldberg does in the scene. That's exactly how I would react. Literally runs slowly 15 steps and they're like, oh, I'm good. I'm going to go back to the buffet. I exercise to look good on vacation. What's the point of exercising on vacation? I would not have even made it down to the beach. I would already be up at the buffet because I'm on fucking vacation, bro. (laughs) Yeah. I exercise as much for my mental health as I do like my physical well-being. Like if I don't run or do some sort of cardio, like I get moody. No, I mean, I understand there are people like that. I am not one of them. (laughs) If I don't get waffles, I'm going to get moody. I'm going (laughs) to eat waffles for my mental health. If someone tells me to run instead of eating scrambled eggs with cheese for breakfast, I'm going to get moody. Also, like I need this omelet for (laughs) self-care. If I don't have hash browns, I might go postal. Do you think you're really just <laughs> running from your problems of not being able to enjoy your vacation? No, I think he's just eventually running toward the omelet bar. He's just taking the uh, long route. I would do that. Like if they're, they're like three miles down the beach, there's a big giant buffet. You're like, oh my God. So we used to go to a Christian summer camp that had a hike to a pancake breakfast. And once you got there, they would flip the pancakes up in the air and you had to catch them on a plate. And I did hike to that a couple times, but I don't really like pancakes. And once I felt comfortable admitting that, I stayed home and ate waffles. (laughs) I do agree that waffles are the superior breakfast carb. Yes. Okay, so I had this discussion with a person and they were like, what do you prefer? And I was like, look, I kind of like waffles more, but also like there's a lot more varieties of pancakes. Like you don't have Banana Foster's waffles. You have Banana Foster's pancakes. Yeah, you absolutely could have Banana Foster's waffles. But when I go to restaurants, I order the different pancake types. And I've never thought about being like, can you put this on a waffle? And now I should. You should. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Okay. When we are traveling in late April, early May, as we know that we will be traveling together, we will go to a waffle house where they have different kinds of waffles and we will eat varied waffles together. So Whoopi Goldberg goes back to the buffet, as is Mikey and I's way. Uh, (laughs) Stella goes running and comes back to breakfast. And by the time she gets to breakfast, 
Whoopi's already had breakfast. She's off doing her thing yeah. with the other two guys on the beach. So she sits down to breakfast and Tay Diggs is over at the next table, Winston, and he sees her and basically asks if he can sit with her because she's having breakfast alone. He's having breakfast alone. And uh, they kind of just start to talking and she's like, are you a rapper? And he's like, no, you know, but do you mind if I join you? And she's clearly into him and is kind of like incredulous that he's hitting on her but he's clearly hitting on her and this is where she finds out that he's 20 here's what i hate about this scene Mm. it's the only part of the movie where you get her internal dialogue yes and it's very jarring and weird yeah well and he hears it at one point so i think it's meant to be like under her breath but like not but it is the only place they really do it yeah but also like if you're sitting next to someone and they start also talking under their breath at you Makes you a potential target for like a 90 day fiance. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, this is the perfect person to scam. Let's do it. So he finds out that she's in Jamaica on vacation. She finds out that he's basically on a gap year between his degree in biology and going to medical school. And she kind of quickly excuses herself where she's just like, "Eh, I'm old enough to be your mom. I need to kind of peace out. And he's like, well, are you going to come to the pajama disco? And she's like, what is that? And he's like, well, we all show up in our pajamas and dance. And she's like, yeah, no, bye. So she goes down to the beach and sees or no, I guess she goes like floating in the ocean and then joins Whoopi Goldberg and the two guys on the beach. Yeah. And they're going to Rick's Cafe, which is somewhere else. Uh, but it, it sounds like it's more of a kind of a slower paced scene than the pajama party. Yeah. I mean, of course it would be. Yeah. And Jack, who's one of the older guys, really wants to put lotion on her. Like he keeps at it where he's like, I, you know, sunblock. I, you know, could see your shoulders. And he's like, you should wear something to show off your shoulders. He's laying it on thick. Yeah. He just wants to like break the touch barrier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's clearly not into it. And he kind of keeps after it, which I don't love. But we cut back to the hotel room and she's going through her luggage to pick out pajamas for the disco. And she brought so many nightgowns. For one week in Jamaica. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I'm like a nude sleeper that I don't understand this kind of behavior. But I was just like, that's a whole suitcase worth of just nightgowns. (laughs) Like, what's going on here? (laughs) That is a lot of nightgowns for one week. Yeah. But I mean, I typically pack pretty light. Well, that's impossible. You sleep in jeans. (laughs) I don't purposely sleep in jeans, but like if I've been working all day and it's 1030 and I want to go to bed, I may fall asleep in bed still wearing my jeans. That happens. They're just uncomfortable. Yeah. I just don't think jeans are uncomfortable. Is there a layer between your jeans and the skin? You mean like boxers? No, like full leg coverings. No. Because they bind. Jeans bind your legs. What do you mean they bind your... I don't wear S&M jeans. It, d- it doesn't matter. <laughs> they're not They're not stretchy enough to be comfortable. So like anytime I've fallen asleep in jeans, as I've moved in my sleep, the jeans shift until they're like super uncomfortable and your legs are trapped. Yeah, there's little me- metal bits in them. Yeah. Do you not move in your sleep at all? No, I do. Sometimes I'll like literally rip up the fitted sheet under me. Because I'm spinning so much in my sleep. I mean, you think you're spinning so much because you're sleeping in jeans? I I rarely sleep in jeans, guys. This is like my jeans have ended up almost no. backwards on me 
from sleeping in them and it's so uncomfortable. So I almost always will try and take pants off as soon as I enter the house. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so she goes to the pajama disco and he's like, I'm so glad you came, but like you were late, but it doesn't matter. Let's dance. And at first it looks like a kind of lightly attended disco is what I would say. (laughs) Um, But it kind of fills in. But other dudes are looking at her in kind of a lascivious way Uh, And so she ends up kind of dancing with him after another guy kind of leers at her. Yeah. I I like, you know, as a lady, if I've been in a dance situation with somebody and sometimes you specifically dance with someone in hopes that it makes other people leave you alone. Anyway, so they end up dancing. They're having a good time. Whoopi Goldberg and the two older guys show up and see her dancing with Tay Diggs. And they're like, oh, I see why you couldn't come to the cafe with us. Yeah. But they all kind of join in and then whoopi sees this kind of larger white girl and is like i'm gonna introduce her to jack come on (laughs) like she doesn't even know her she's like come meet this guy well as we're about to find out everyone's interested in meeting everyone at this party everyone's interested in meeting everyone because the like mc of the party gets on the microphone and is like take it all off it's getting hot in here so take off all your clothes and it like immediately titties come out Yes. And then as they try to leave, because Angela Bassett's uncomfortable, Jack kind of blocks her way and tries to dance up on her and takes off his robe and his shorts. It's a whole no thank you. He does a striptease gyration type deal. Yes. There's a lot of thrusting. It's, there's something going on and I did not like it. No. Uh, so Tay Diggs gets her out of there, but she goes back to her room alone. He doesn't go with her. And we cut to Whoopi Goldberg showing up to her room after and being like where is he why didn't you take him home with you like if he moves that good with clothes on and she's like all i did was dance he's a 20 year old kid i this i shouldn't and Whoopi goldberg's like why not though we're in jamaica do whatever the fuck you want yeah and she's right can't fault her that's no so we cut to the next day they're at the poolside bar and Another dude is about to hit on Angela Bassett. I have a fun fact about it later. Uh, But Winston is there and kind of his friend at the bar basically points out Angela Bassett, tells him that she's coming. And he kind of runs interference to avoid the other guy hitting on her. Yeah. And they have like just a brief couple minute talk in the pool where she's like, would you like to be intimate with me? And he's just like, uh, yeah. Duh. That's how you know there's an age difference. Yeah, that's how you know the age difference. (laughs) Yeah. Because she said, would you like to be intimate with me? Not, do you want to dump it all in? (laughs) (laughs) And Tay Diggs just giggled and giggled and giggled. (laughs) See, my Valentine's this year were, do you want to be intimate with me? Check yes or no. And a lot of no's. A lot of no's this year for Mikey. (laughs) A lot of no's. A lot of no's, but then a yes to a meeting with HR. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say where I gave those Valentine's out. Well, now I'm more curious where you give the Valentine's out. Were you just like at the grocery store? Just like, do you want to be intimate with me? Check yes or no. I mean, is it more weird than a public pool? No, it's not. (laughs) I think anywhere in public is as weird. Yeah. I was talking emotional intimacy. You should have made that clear on the form, Mikey. I saw the form. It was not clear. Do you want to be emotionally intimate with me? Is it going to be like that guy that hugged me too long at that rave because he was on Molly? Probably. I want to get on Molly and hug her intimately. He was wearing a dashiki and he was not black. It was a real problematic scene. I was like, I wish you wouldn't hug me at all. Thank you. (laughs) 
So the length of the hug was the second kind of appropriation that he was doing that evening. Absolutely. <laughs> and he loudly counted out to 10 1,000. No. <laughs> yeah. Because once you go past 10 1,000, it's sex. <laughs> it's considered foreplay for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but this is why you don't date 20-year-olds, because they go to parties like this and aren't comfortable enough to be like, stop hugging me, weirdo. Also, your shirt is racist. <laughs> You just described Tennessee to a T. <laughs> I want to get some ironic t-shirts. What were those uh, t-shirts that was like, big dogs stay on the porch or what? I love big dog shirts because they're insane. Oh my God. They're crazy, but I also love shirts that on the front say, if you can read this, the bitch fell off. I love shirts like that that make just no fucking sense. Todd, I wish your inner layer was like weird novelty t-shirts. I wish your inner layer was one of those t-shirts where it's like a lady's bikini body on a white t-shirt. <laughs> I'm getting that for my beach trip Yes, do it. it. Anyway, so they're basically together canoodling on her balcony with champagne and they're making out and he puts an ice cube like on her neck and she like Duh, because it's very cold yeah like because you would that's how you would respond to <laughs> an ice cube hitting the back of your neck i mean unexpected like i don't know if you've ever played with ice cubes because sometimes it could be fun and if it you know it's be. coming maybe you don't like Duh. yeah, yeah. I mean, i've been in snowstorms <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what I was referencing. Anyway, so she goes inside. He goes to the bathroom, kind of psychs himself out. He comes out and she's like positioned pillows to make it look like she's already gone to bed. And so he gets undressed and then she tackles him and they collapse onto the bed. And mosquito netting has never looked so sexy. And we have a licked neck. <laughs> it's like dick neck, but it's licked neck. Anyway. We cut to later that night and they're kind of talking in bed. And this is where they kind of learn more about each other, about like he wants to be a doctor. She used to make furniture, but now she's a stockbroker. And they're just kind of telling each other about their lives. Uh, and it seems like they kind of connect here. Although even in this conversation, it's like they're in such different places in their life. I feel like it would be difficult to truly find common ground to like make something work. The common ground is sex. Like yeah, I don't is, I, like yep. the movie sets this out to work so well. Like, man, we really wouldn't work out, but like you make me feel good doing this. Let's have a good vacation. Yeah, and I was on board for this for the vacation. Like this is how Stella gets her groove back. She goes to Jamaica and gets dicked down by someone half her age for a week. I understand how that would be getting your groove back. After the vacation, I, I sort of lose the thread of the story of her getting her groove back. Right. So the next morning, he basically gets up and gets dressed because he got hired at a restaurant. And she's just like, bullshit. Like, you fucking and running. Uh, and he's like, no, I promise. I, I love you. I care about you. And she's just like, no. A red flag. Yeah. And I'm like, it's been a day. Yeah. Calm down. Anyway. So he's like, I'll try and call you and leaves. So she and Delilah go on a drive and they're hanging out by the beach and she's kind of detailing it all to Delilah. And Delilah's like, well, whatever, you know, was it good? And she was just like, oh, my God, it was amazing. <laughs> Which he may have been pretty. But I'm going to tell you something I'm a lot better at now than I was at 20 years old. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah. I am fully with you on this. And that goes, I, I would say that goes for uh, any gender. <laughs> And I would know. Any, any, but anybody in the mix, I would say you get exponentially better at sex as you get older. Yeah, the more experience you get in anything, you get better at it. Yeah, you know, it takes 10,000 hours to be a master or whatever. 
He ain't no master at 20, you know what I'm saying? I don't think I've got 10,000 hours under my bed. My, my belt here. <laughs> I love how you meant to say belt, but it came out bed and was more accurate when you misspoke. That was perfect. I, would say, I think your grip strength begs to differ, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so Whoopi is like, just return his phone calls. Why not? And she's just like, no, because this is a fling and whatever but you know why not and Whoopi kind of takes a second to look out at the at the water and just says god's here and this is your second clue that like she's gonna die and like she couldn't be more obvious about it unless she had like pulled out a picture and been like this is my girl i'm getting back to after the war just one more week and i'm headed home to carolina i'm getting too old for this shit i'm retiring at the end of today yeah yeah my retirement party is tomorrow and then i'm gonna see my daughter's wedding like like this vacation is jamaican me die cancer (laughs) no or if she just like leaned down and coughed into a tissue and then pulled it back and there was blood blood in it it. she's like get back stella i'll duel this man i'm your huckleberry (laughs) get home and take care of abigail yeah (laughs) you know she's gonna die never let go stella never let go never let go there's definitely not room for you on this door and the water is tropical warm but never (laughs) let go so that night Stella calls Winston back, but he's not there. She's like missed him at the restaurant and she crumbles his number and tosses it. So we cut to Stella gets home and she meets her sisters and they're like, what happened? We heard you slept with a 20 year old. And I'm just like, who is telling all of Stella's business to everybody? You know, it was Whoopi Goldberg. Like it has to have been Whoopi's character. Yeah, We'll find out later that Whoopi Goldberg also gave Tay Diggs her number. Yeah. She's just you know, busy buddying all over the place. Yeah, she's facilitating bad decisions and I'm here for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But this is also where Regina King has to borrow money to to put her cable back on. Yeah. And we learn that she's like the worst ambulance driver on earth, which is one of my favorite things about her in this movie. Dude, later when they're literally loading someone into her ambulance and she like stops to like send a text and they're like, can you hurry up? She's like, I got it. I got it. Coding. Um, Yeah, I I love it. (laughs) So funny. Um, But her older sister or the middle sister, Angela, is just like, how'd you stoop so low? Why'd you fall in love with a 20 year old boy? And and, and Angela Bassett's just like, it was just a fling. Take your pregnant ass home. And I was just like, that's right. Tell the pregnant yeah. lady where to put it because she's yeah. mean. I think someone who is pregnant knows where to put it, Paige. <laughs> Agree, Mikey. Anyway, but Regina King is like, tell me all the details. I want to know. But then gets in her ambulance and she's like, call me in the car. And I'm like, that's an inappropriate conversation for the ambulance. <laughs> anyway, we cut to her first day back at her job. She gets called into her boss's office. And we find out that there's a merger and she has been filed. Nope. Filed under unemployed. Filed (laughs) under you don't work here anymore. Right. And she's pissed. And what I love is that she renegotiates her uh, severance package like in the moment. And it's just like, fuck you. Not a gold parachute. It better be platinum. And I'm just like, damn right, Angela Bassett. She literally Uh, says, I made this firm millions of dollars and I'm going to get what's mine. Yep. So we cut back to her house where she's telling Quincy and Quincy's like, well, I have over 3000 in savings. And she's like, no, it'll be okay. But then for a hot second, I was like, hold up, Quincy. What are you doing with that much money? (laughs) Yeah, you're 11, buddy. You're a child. What is happening? (laughs) Are you a stockbroker? Like, 
How many children have three thousand dollars? He's trading in like comic book futures or some shit. Like it's, <laughs> it's like a very third grade level stockbroker mm-hmm. thing. He's developed an elaborate trading system at lunch for ho hos and sandwich <laughs> stocks. No idea. Like he is like the most the most successful lemonade stand. This is a Beanie Baby thing written all over it. Beanie Babies and Pokemon cards. This is right around It is the right time. time. It is the Mm -hmm. right time. Yeah, he made it big in Beanie Baby speculation. Yeah, he's like, I had a Princess Diana bear and now I can save us from you losing your job. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Anyway, we find out that Angela Bassett has been stashing money for a long time. Yeah, well, she makes a shitload of money, so it makes sense that she would be sitting on a pretty good nest egg, but also like got a really good Severance. severance passage. Right, I mean, because she immediately goes back to Jamaica to get dicked down some more. Like, <laughs> yeah, why the fuck not? Yeah. Uh, like, you know, whatever. And it comes about because she's showing Quincy the postcards from Jamaica and he's basically like, hey, can we go to Jamaica instead of Africa this year? And she's like, well, I got to find a new job. And like, we're, we're like rich, but not crazy rich. Yeah. And so... We cut to a little bit later and Quincy's sweeping the driveway. She's about to go running and the house phone rings and Quincy answers it and gives it to her. And we find out it's Winston and he got the number from Whoopi Goldberg. And at this point, they've decided to go to Jamaica. And I think it's about three months later. I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not sure it defines it for you, but we yeah, we, he says that he can take leave in three months. But like, we don't know exactly when they go. Yeah. Maybe that's when it was. Who knows? And he asks her when she comes if she could bring junk food like Cocoa Puffs, uh, like cereals <laughs> and, and all kinds of stuff. So we cut to Jamaica an indeterminate of t- amount of time later. Yeah. And she has Quincy with her and her niece, um, who I believe is her sister Angela's kid. I assume so as well, although I'm not sure it's said. Yeah, and they're staying, like, instead of staying at the hotel, they've, like, rented a house this time. Yeah, it's like a beach house, because they're, like, right on the water. Yeah. Well, and I think they're planning on staying for a longer period of time, so it made sense. Yeah. Yeah, she had to rent that Airbnb. (laughs) (laughs) Air, bread, and (laughs) dirt! It's an Air (laughs) P&V. There it is. Guys, I have Uh, an app idea I want to talk to you offline about. (laughs) Air P&V? Yeah. That already exists. Uh, There's a name for it, and I don't remember what it is. Is it Verbo? No, but you'd think it would be. Uh, No, I watched, there was this Vice documentary show that would come on after Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia because I'm a nerd. And she would examine like kink businesses and there's like a kink version of Airbnb where you can rent out dungeons and experiences and whatnot. Mostly in San Francisco. (laughs) How much does it cost to rent out the experience of being loved? (laughs) They call that the girlfriend experience, Mikey? According to my extensive research, a.k.a. all the seasons of Gigolos that I watched when I had Showtime. (laughs) That's how I know what it is. (laughs) That's going to run you approximately $550 an hour in 2011 so in today dollars todd oh shit am i the inflation calculator guy i guess i do that a lot always okay 2011 525 today is 656 mikey oh for an hour of being loved yes yes i'm just gonna buy a bunch of girl scout cookies okay who's gonna love you more than thin mints mikey of course you would like thin mints 
You put them in the freezer. They're delicious. Exactly, Paige. Like cold Thin Mints are my jam. They have a new kind this year called Adventure Alls, and they taste like brownie brittle, but as a cookie. And it's amazing. That sounds amazing. Uh, If you ever blend Thin Mints up and then make them into a pie crust, what? Thank me later. That sounds so good. Also, here's a little hack for you. Don't buy Thin Mints. Buy Keebler Grasshoppers because they're the exact same thing. Yeah, they're almost exactly the same. I mean, Keebler makes Girl Scout cookies. Like, Thin Mints are grasshoppers. Yeah, but you can't always get them. Well, yeah, but the Girl Scout cookies are only available in February. So if you want to support the Girl Scouts, do it. Buy them in February. But, like, year-round, you can get grasshoppers. Do it. They, they allow people of all genders into Girl Scouts, and they don't they basically deliberately don't donate to businesses or charities with anti-trans agenda. So like Girl Scouts are doing pretty sweet right now. That's good for them. Boy Scouts, not so much. No, 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 no. Boy Scouts, listen to the Behind the Bastards episodes on it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm sure Girl Scouts have dark histories that we just don't know about yet. And we give them a pass because of cookies. But for right now. But as individuals, not as an organization. Yeah, probably. For right now, they're doing cool. And I hope they stay doing cool. Yeah. And keep making those sweet, sweet cookies. Anyway, the lesson there is I'm never going to be loved. I mean, unless you come up with $625, (laughs) then you could be loved by one of the men from Cowboys for Angels. It's probably more expensive for ladies, but beggars can't be choosers. Right. It probably is more expensive. You're right. I mean, I'm not begging. I'm paying. So I I feel like I should pay for what I want. (laughs) I mean, payers can be choosers. Yeah. Begging is just like dating. Yes. (laughs) That is true. $600 is a lot of dates. Like that's... That's close to like the what are we talk at $657. (laughs) You're having a define the relationship talk an hour into your session with this girlfriend experience sex worker. With an escort. So are you like my girlfriend now? She's like, yes, for another 28 minutes. Yeah, you got it. That's pretty much how my all my talks with my girlfriends. (laughs) Do you want to meet my parents? Time is just about up. I'm so sorry. (laughs) <laughs> it's October now, so we have holidays coming up, and we're going to enjoy those in separate lives. <laughs> what a bummer. Anyway, so Winston gets to meet Quincy, and uh, he calls her Chanel, but we find out that she's Chantel. Uh, and they play Marco Polo in the pool, but we cut to them going out uh, to a bar. Would you trust this guy around your kids this quickly? No. I probably wouldn't, but I don't know. I mean, th- she clearly does. She Here's the thing. I don't think he's untrustworthy so much as I just don't think that she knows him well enough. But yeah. We also don't know how much time has passed and if there's been like a long distance relationship going on. But also I've watched too many episodes of Catfish. So like, oh, right. And I say that as someone who married someone they were in a long distance relationship with. But I did meet him in person first. Before you got married? Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> Before we went long distance. Oh, And then he came back and then we were regular distance for another year and some change, almost two years. Yeah, that makes sense. So we cut to them going out to a bar and the bartender notices Winston and thinks that Angela Bassett is his mom, which like, no. Sure, there's an age difference. She does not look like his mom. No, she doesn't. I would maybe think older sister, but not mom. Maybe auntie. Yeah, but they don't really look a lot alike. So, like, I would not assume familial relation right away, although I do love how they throw this in her face. They do, but they're also, like, cuddled up. And I'm just like, girl, you are bad at reading social cues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's clear that they're having sex. So, you know, like, they're not, well, you hope they're not related. (laughs) You would hope. Uh, But essentially, she's like, you know, what can I get for you and your mom? And they basically just make out in front of her to gross her out. Yeah. Okay. Sidebar, I promise it's worth it. Have you ever met a couple that 
are of appropriate ages, like they're close in age, but they still look like a like a mismatched aged couple. Like one of them just aged faster than the other and it just didn't quite even out. Are you talking about Natalie and me? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I worked with a guy who looked like he he was one of those dudes that like he just didn't really age much. Like he has my syndrome where he just, you know, looks mid 20s forever. Yeah. And his wife was the same age as him. But she looked her age like she looked her appropriate age. Sure. And it looked as if they had met when like she was his math teacher. Oh, and it creeped us all out until they were like, we're we're celebrating our combined 38th birthday. And we're just like, oh, oh, oh. And it weirded everyone out, even though it was technically nothing was wrong. It's like President Macron from France, like literally married one of his teachers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she was right. He could become president. <laughs> I forget what their age difference is. And I don't think now it necessarily matters, but he met her when he was 15. I remember that. And I think she was 35 or something like that. Still better than this movie. That's No, that's the exact same age difference, except that one of them's not an adult. Right. Well, in France, I don't At know. At least in this movie, it's an adult. Well, he used that line on her that like, is irresistible over there i see paris i see france i can see your underpants oh that is in- inappropriate <laughs> so i just looked it up she's 25 years older than he is so she <laughs> he was 15 and she was 40 she was angela bassett in this movie and he was her son <laughs> and he became president yeah that's why we can't throw stones we've had presidents that married their literal cousins so like i'm not throwing stones i'm just saying that's wild because here's the thing if somebody's like i was in college and he was the college ta i was 18 he was 22 that to me is i'm like yeah that makes sense like whatever it's water under the bridge but when somebody's like I was a child and they taught me before I was legal and they were a full legal adult. Ooh, there's a power dynamic there that is troubling. Well, what they didn't meet oof. again until they both went on vacation in Jamaica. What do you think, McCready? <laughs> yeah, he's he's out. He's not having it. Anyway, they have a conversation about like she quit her job. She got fired and she's like feeling not great about it. And he kind of actually hears her out and is like, you feel betrayed. It's OK. It's OK to feel that way. Like, I'll worry with you. It'll be fine. Uh, And they're about to get cozy when the phone rings. And it's Whoopi Goldberg from the hospital who's just like, hey, I'm not going to tell you I'm in the hospital. Okay, bye. Click. And and she in this call is just like, have sex with a 20-year-old. Life is short. And we're like, okay, not for everybody, though. Like, I can understand why you would have sex with a 20-year-old. I mean, I don't have any problem with Angela Bassett having sex with a 20-year-old in this movie. I think it's, it's great. Everyone's legal and consenting. That's yes. fine. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you want to get scammed by somebody in another country, you can. <laughs> it's like, there's a big difference between, like, me going to the beach and being like, guys, I hooked up with, like, a 24-year-old at the beach. And then me bringing her back here and being like, guys, this is my girlfriend, the 24-year-old I hooked up with at the beach. I mean, 24 is even better than what's going on in this movie. I yeah. know. I can't go lower than that. That's ins- that's insanity. Guys, this is the 21-year-old I met at the beach. Like, ugh. Everyone would be like, is Mikey okay? And we're like, of no. course not. Have you not listened to any of the episodes we've been putting out the past three years? No. <laughs> Mikey is not okay. It's almost like a global pandemic has infected me in a negative way, emotionally, <laughs> physically, and, emo- and uh, what are the other ways? Mikey, what were you saying to me before Paige joined the call about something that you... Uh... You being a skinny bitch? 
Oh, no, it wasn't about me. Oh, no, okay. It was about something that Mikey needed. I need to get my groove back. Yeah. I see. I need to go to a pajama party. <laughs> that conspicuously becomes a no jama party. <laughs> yeah, really. A sans jama party. Uh, no jama party is my favorite Bob Marley song. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Holy oh. shit. <laughs> no panties, no cry. Uh, that is Bill Withers, all right? That is not that is not Bob Marley, but I do love the no panties, no cry. I have another update about uh French president Macron. Macron. His first stepson is older than he is. His second stepson is two years older than he is and was one of his classmates. So yeah. <laughs> this is like oh, it was four Christmases where his mom dates his high school best friend. Yeah. I don't want to be your dad. I want to be your friend. You were my friend. And then you started <laughs> fucking my mom. I love that movie. That movie's so great. And that, that part is great. so funny. That, that part it's, is that, so funny. That part yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make this joke and you can edit this out. I won't. But like he brings his snack and he's a snack. Yeah. Are you coming to the joke at some point? Or are you just going to talk in facts the whole time? Facts. Tay Diggs is a snack. Tay like, Diggs is a snack. Was then is now. Snackular. And will be next week. <gasps> I'm saying. This movie should have been about hooking up with people at the beach. That's what I want to see. That's the movie I want to see. I'm telling you, if she doesn't find him at the airport, I'm okay with this movie. Same. As I am too. Exactly the I same. I thought I did a really good job of being like, oh, now you've tried to make this real and this is a terrible idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, so she hangs up with Whoopi Goldberg and it's either the next day or later that day. It's unclear, but they go to what she thinks is going to be a restaurant. And it turns out it's his parents' house. And his mom is like, the fuck are you doing with my child? Which I would say is a reasonable response from a mom. I thought this was a huge dick move, both to bring her so early yes. on, but not accurately prepare his mother to treat his or girlfriend her. with respect. No, I know. And that's what yeah. I mean. Like, she needed to yeah. know that they were going to her his parents, right? Because it seems like right, she didn't absolutely. know they were heading there. And he needs to have that conversation with his mom because he knows his mom. And he knows his mom is going to be, like, extra with Angela Bassett. And he should have been like, hey, mom, the second you say something inappropriate to her, we're leaving and I'm never fucking talking to you again. Treat my girlfriend with some goddamn respect. It made me so mad that this happened. Um, well, She's too old to be your girlfriend. She's your woman friend. OK, son. So if you're going to mouth <laughs> off at me, you should have told us before you brought her. That's what I'm saying. Like he absolutely should have and had that conversation a week before they came over because mom's going to need some time to process. Well, here's the other thing, too. I feel like and the movie kind of portrays that the mom realizes when she meets Stella how old Stella is and then has to ask Stella how old she is and if you're her son you should have probably prepped your mom for that like the fact that the mom didn't know yeah that Stella was older and that Stella didn't know she was going wow I cannot believe a 20 year old did not do a thought out really emotionally <laughs> I know <laughs> it's almost like they don't have the emotional maturity to participate in some of the more difficult parts of a relationship with someone much older than them I had something like this happen to me and it was like a nightmare Ooh, what? I got married early in my 20s and divorced in the middle of my 20s. And when I was, mm -hmm. I think I was 26 or 27, I was dating a woman who was seven years older than me. And I didn't mm -hmm. have the conversation with my mom about, hey, be respectful of my girlfriend. And we went. Seven uh, years is not that bad no, if you're in your late not. 20s. Our 30s. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I remember my mom, the three of us were on a walk and we were just talking or whatever. And my mom asked, she was like, so how old are you? And she said how old she was. And she goes, oh, you're older than my oldest. And you're dating one of my youngest. 
interesting. And I was like, that's not even that weird. No, it's not even that weird, but it was very pointed and very mean. So much so that the next two nights we were there, my girlfriend went to sleep crying on me because it was clear my mom was just being rude to be rude. It was terrible. Mm. I'm pretty sure at this point I could bring home a serial killer and my mom would be like, I'm going to make cookies for you. <laughs> like 20 so 27 and she's like 34 no i think she was 35 when i was 27 whatever that's not bad how do you do the reverse of that 27 is close enough that would probably be the the lowest end of what i would date at my age i would say but like yeah me too just because i'm i'm in my 30s i don't have time to teach someone how to pay rent and shit yeah you know stuff that you have to learn when you're younger it's fine i mean that relationship didn't work out and she ended up shooting my computer with her brother a bunch but like oh it's fine. that one yeah okay but like 35 is too old to She's be a shooting little too old for that. yeah are you sure she wasn't 26 but yeah, like <laughs> prep your parents i guess for that shit but yeah. also prep your significant other yeah i do feel like a lot of this is on tay Diggs. i mean his mom yeah. does deal with the situation abhorrently like she oh, is she's terrible cruel. yeah downright cruel yeah to Stella. well i mean she, here's the thing she didn't know ahead of time which is on tay diggs yeah. and if i had a child and then they were someone suddenly dating someone my same age i'd have questions you know and i think it's fair to have some questions but that's why you should talk about it ahead of time because you mm -hmm. should probably have those questions with your child yeah but like when she gets there and the mom's like are American women so desperate that you have to come over here and sleep with our children? I was just like, damn, yeah. that is what happened. But like, hmm. <laughs> also your kid's not a child. He's barely an adult. But yes, American women are that desperate. <laughs> <laughs> so are American men. But I mean, like, I don't know if I was Angela Bassett in this situation, just knowing how petty I was, I would have said something in, to the effect of, yeah, but he got a big old grown up dick. So it's cool. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's not going to make it better. No, but fuck her for being a bitch. Like, that is so inappropriate for her to say to Angela Bassett. It's I not. I got so fucking mad. No, it is, Mikey. Full-ass adult woman who has a nine-year-old child yeah. or 11-year-old child is in your home and you're paying that guy's bills. At least transfer him to your health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> it's but There's no reason why she can't treat her with some respect. Yeah, there's no reason why she can't be polite um i and i also think that this is a conversation that should happen with tay diggs before it happens with stella i think it should only happen with tay diggs yeah probably you know yeah. to be honest because yeah because you've been like i don't want to meet her yeah and that would be fine yeah anyway so angela bassett's just like uh that's terrible take me back to the hotel right now and they yeah. basically almost break up over this yeah it seems um but by the time they get back to the hotel or the house they're renting she has a call from a Dr. Steinberg and it's from Delilah in the hospital. And the doctor's like, hey, get home to say goodbye, basically, because yeah. she's dying. She's been in the hospital for two weeks. I thought you were aware. And she's just like, no. And I've talked to her. and She just didn't mention it. Yeah. So she comes home to New York and flies everybody home, or at least the kids home to New York with her. And then she spends at least a week or some change, probably even more in the hospital as Delilah basically dies. 
which is yeah. so sad. It is a sad time. It's a very sad time, but I love the scene of them just like reminiscing about all the people they knew and Whoopi Goldberg just reading them for filth. <laughs> like, ever, she's like cockeyed Charlie because he fucking smelled and funky Johnny and like, what was the like, Cassandra the hoe, you step on her foot, her legs open and people tumble out that you haven't seen in years. Like, it's all <laughs> horrendously mean and I yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> but... We cut to her funeral where Stella does her eulogy, which made me just openly sob. Yeah, it is real sad. It's real sad. And Winston shows up to the funeral. You know who paid for that flight? (laughs) Probably his mom. Yeah. Like, look, you were mean to her and then her friend died. This is kind of your fault, mom. Take it out of my college fund, mom. (laughs) Whatever. You're not going anywhere. I know. Anyway, the kids see that they see him before she does. And he's like, hey, I'm just here to check on your mom. And she basically at that point is like, stay for a while because his plane was supposed to leave that night. And she's like, no, stay with us. Yeah. I think we have like 90 days or something before you have to officially go back. (laughs) Well, and, And at this point, the movie, there's only like 30 minutes left in the movie. And I was just like. What's going to happen in 30 minutes? And by the way, it's a lot because they go to drop off her niece and it turns out there's a surprise cookout there with everyone, including her first husband, who, by the way, does not live near them and would had to have like flown in for it. Yeah. And maybe he was there for the funeral. I think it's very possible because he probably knew Delilah too. I think he was there for this disaster. (laughs) (laughs) He does seem like he is very close to her friends and family. And, it, you know, it doesn't seem like it's weird that he's there at at her sister's barbecue, right? Right. Well, and I I feel like that's why I think it was like an amicable divorce because everybody gets along. The kids are like, they're not fighting over kids or anything. They're kind to each other at the cookout they even dance for a little bit he and Winston talk for a while they do badger them out of the car which I do think is funny literally the barbecue comes to them yeah 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 I thought yeah, that yeah, was yeah. very funny too but Winston seems like he's game to go it's really Angela Bassett who's like no 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 let's not go let's not go yeah let's not go but he does go and it seems like they all have a really good time And my favorite is they're playing spades and, or I think it's spades, I'm not 100%, but Regina King is talking shit about like, she doesn't need a man to pay her bills, but I do, just putting it out there. (laughs) Like, (laughs) anyone, cable, HBO ain't cheap. It's not that expensive nowadays. No, it's, it's actually really cheap. Yeah. Get HBO, watch Righteous Gemstones. Oh, yeah. Dude. This have you watched this week's episode? No, shut yet? up! No, I haven't seen it yet. Todd, I need you to do that as soon as you get off this phone. Call. I have to edit until like one a.m. tonight. Like it's it's stressing Fuck. me out. Yeah, I'm so sorry. It's uh, all right. Anyway, this seems to go well. Where the family kind of accepts him, with the exception of her sister Angela. And Angela's concern is that she's going to get scammed, like a hundred percent. Yeah. Because she's seen 90 Day Fiance. She knows how this works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just like, hey, I don't know if you know, but. And Fisa did not really love him. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, 90 Day Fiance as well. That's basically, this is 90 Day Fiance the movie. Uh, So they get back to San Francisco because the funeral and everything was in New York. And I think that's where some of the barbecue was. And I think a lot of those people were in town because of the funeral. Yeah. They get back to her house in San Francisco um, and Quincy gives him a tour and talks about driving his go-kart and takes him out to her furniture shop 
basically her workshop. And Quincy kind of pulls him aside and is like, I know my mom likes you, but she like really likes you because she never lets people come over. Yeah. So this is like a big deal. And if you hurt her, you'd have to deal with me. And he basically is like, I would never hurt her. Um, but he does let him drive the car in the driveway. <laughs> and he's like, whatever. I learned to drive at 11. And it's like, dude, no. Yeah. That's only three years ago. Um, but we also see stella like still processing the grief of losing delilah which is so it is sad like that is the part of this movie i was not really expecting to be like at the very beginning when we first started it i was not like oh whoopi's gonna die you know and we're gonna have to deal with that part of it right i was but it was because it was her last day on the force uh I mean, they do foreshadow it. You sort of do see it coming once you get to those foreshadow moments. But like at the very beginning when she's just like crotch stuff and you're like, oh, cool. We'll be Goldberg's in this. Yeah. So uh, we see her kind of talk to her sister over the phone and they're kind of trying to get details about Winston and how things are going. And she's like not really letting anyone in. She's not inviting people over. She's hanging up on them. And we kind of get a little bit of a uh, like series of scenes of um he's taking quincy to little league and they go to a movie and they get in line and other young women check him out and they're kind of in a younger comedy and she's not having as much fun or laughing yeah this is where they run into her sister and her husband and judge they're the judge and his date yeah and she's very clearly his date she's all over him and they kind of exchange hellos and her sister's very dismissive of like, this is my sister and this is Winston. And the judge hits on her where he's like, well, like, if you ever want to stop running, the offer stands, give you me like, give me a call with a date right there. It's real gross. Yeah. <laughs> like, and if I was that date, I would be pissed. Yeah, I don't think she fully understood what was happening. But yeah. Could you say that because of his actions, he was judged? Yes. I'm judging him right now. Yeah. I had to know whether his first name was judge, like Judge Reinhold, or if he was a judge. He was a judge. It was Judge Spencer Boyce boy or something like he has a last name starts yeah unfortunately he was also jury and execution (laughs) (laughs) judge dread is his name (laughs) (laughs) anyway she shows up at her sister's house the next day and kind of confronts her about it it's just like you treated him like a non-entity and her sister's like he is yeah and she's like hey i like him you don't have to get used to it um and they kind of have this like (laughs) agree to disagree where they kind of have like a detente i guess at this point but we cut to the next night at a fancy restaurant they've gone out to dinner and he checks the bill where she's drinking wine and i said what's he drinking he drinks wine throughout this movie that's illegal yeah well in some places probably not jamaica but they're in la well he's not drinking wine here right yeah at this fancy dinner oh he is okay i'm here to tell you that if you look age ambiguous people will give you liquor a lot i'm just saying it was unethical because she's technically getting an underage person drunk and having sex with them and we saw what (laughs) happened in ma so yeah yeah uh so anyway he's gonna try and pay for dinner but it's clearly very expensive and he does not have a lot of money and they get into an argument over who's going to pay. And he's just like, let me be the man for once. And she's just kind of like, why is this what's important to you? Like, what is going on? Like, fine, pay the mortgage next month. If you're like, if this is how you're going to act. And he's like, why do you have to be controlling? He's like, what's a mortgage? What's a mortgage? <laughs> but it's essentially this. It's their their relationship is 
unmatched. It's mismatched in their life experience where like he doesn't really understand what it's like to be an adult, but she's looking for an adult level of commitment into their relationship. Yeah. And and when she says, I'm starting to feel like I'm moving back instead of forward, I was like, yeah, uh, you should listen to that. That voice in your head that says you're getting scammed um <laughs> and also it is because you're moving back you're like yeah you're with a 20 year old you probably haven't been with a 20 year old since you were 20 so yeah. yeah and they get into like a serious argument here about how they don't they not only do they not see eye to eye on a lot of parts of their relationship they don't even really know how to give each other what the other one wants is what I would say. Unless it's physical. Yes. Yes. That is like the one thing they can do, which is great. Great sex is great sex, but like- Which is what they do after this, right? Yeah. They have the weird sad it's, sex. It's a little bit after that because we cut to them like sleeping away from each other and they he apologizes and then takes her to see the furniture workshop and then proposes Yeah. and she doesn't answer oh, right away. So cringy. She was like, let's table this. <laughs> no, they do have, they have sad sex that night. Uh, no, that's he, later. That's later. He doesn't propose to her right away. He gets her the new saw. Which where, you know, where did he get that saw? Yeah, I, Again, I think he saved a bunch of money and it did not go that far. I think he's using the money of a different woman that he got. Oh, he's a Tinder swindler. Uh-huh. <laughs> Regardless, he doesn't ask her to marry him here. But so he shows her that he's kind of fixed up her furniture shop. We cut to the very next day where she goes to a meeting where they offer her her job back. And we cut back to the house after. And she's just like, I said, no. Which, here's the Oof. thing, I don't blame her, though, because she does have her own clients. Yeah. And, like... Well, in this time that she's been fired and on furlough yeah. or whatever, she's been living off her severance, she's been setting up her own independent thing. Like, we've seen her doing yeah. that. She has her own little office. I mean, in the first scene, she straight up says, I don't want this golden parachute. Now, I've read a little bit about golden parachutes. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're great. I want a golden parachute all the time. I, they're pretty heavy, though, because gold is heavy. But you don't actually use it as a parachute i'm confused as to what your confusion is here <laughs> you just sell it just like who wants this big blanket of gold <laughs> she correct me if I'm, she gets a platinum parachute she does yeah she got a lot of money when she got fired or let go or whatever right mm -hmm. and then she uses that to go on vacation and woo this 20 year old but also set up her business and that's yeah. why she doesn't want to come back she's like you know what i may make more immediately if i go back but i'll probably make more long term if i stay independent like i am right now yeah or I, I can have a better work-life balance, True I think too. was the the real, you know, selling point. Um, and he's basically like, hey, it's going to be okay. You can make furniture and people will buy it. And she's like, maybe I didn't want to sell it. Maybe I just want to make it. And he's like, that's fine too. Yeah. Like, do whatever you she's want. Like, I have a huge house. I can make a bunch of furniture to live in. Yeah, <laughs> right. At this point, he asks her to marry him. And yeah. she says, my heart says yes, but let me give it a little more thought. Which is a no. That is a no. Ooh, this is a good debate. I like this. Mikey, have you ever asked somebody out and they were like, you know, my heart says yes, but let me think about it. Yeah, we, we usually end up picking up like a few weeks later. But <laughs> I, well, here's the thing. I, I, I feel like marriage is a little different because clearly you love this person. You're in a relationship with them, but it's also a time and a much like a big commitment. So I can understand people taking time to think about it. I can understand how that would be nerve wracking for somebody. That's sort of like how yeah. I think in a healthy relationship, one, this question is not unexpected. Yes. And the answer will be easily given. Yeah, yeah. I I would say you shouldn't ask that question until you've already had enough conversations about it that we're kind of all on the same page here. 
I've never yeah. asked someone to marry me that I wasn't sure was going to say yes. Yeah. And I feel like they've known each other less than a year. And a lot of that's been long distance and not necessarily great. So no. And the last 40 minutes of this movie has been setting up how it's not really great. Yeah. That is one twentieth of his life, though. <laughs> and also, the ninety days are running out. They've, it's time to shit or get off the pot, really. Yeah, that's also true. He is on a time limit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We cut to a week and some change later at a PTA meeting, and there is something in this scene that made me feel extra old, and it's that Quincy opens the trunk to change the CD in the six dish changer yeah. in the back of the car, <laughs> and I was like, oh man. There are so many kids who, if they watch this, would have no idea what he's doing right now. Anyway, Winston's been sulking all day and he's just like, you haven't answered me. How long do I have to wait? And they end up kind of getting heated. And Quincy's like, you don't get to talk to my mom like that. And she's like, you don't get to talk to my kid like that. And it's bad all around. And they go home. I mean, he's having an anger outburst like a child because he's a child. Yeah, he's 20 years old. Yeah. And they go home. He's naked in the shower. And this is where she gets in the shower with him and has like a sexy shower scene. Yeah, where she's fully clothed. It was weird. Yeah, but literally right after this is where... They're kind of in the hammock after glowing. And he's like, I think it's time for me to go back to medical school and go home. Yeah. And he's like, I'm on a 10 p.m. flight. And she lets him go initially and cries because it's difficult to let people go. Yeah. It's sad, but it's the right call. It is the right call. Uh, And he gets in a car headed to the airport, but it gets stuck on the 101. She takes the 280, gets there faster. I loved how the radio like told us what was going to happen. Yep. Yep. So he gets into the like main concourse and she's already there waiting for him. And she's like, have you ever considered Stanford for medical school? And they hug in the airport as everyone else fades away. Oh, it's so awful. Because if you stop at this moment and think about it, by the time he gets done with med school, residency, I mean, if he goes a fellowship, she'll be 52 before he has an actual job. Yeah, she'll be a yeah. grandma. Yeah, potentially, depending on how Quincy chooses to live his life. Well, he's only got eight more years before he marries someone who's 40. (laughs) (laughs) And And that's that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about how Stella got her groove back? I think I like it less now that we've talked about it. Same, honestly. Yeah, a little... A little bit. Honestly, I still stand by I like it without that last airport scene. If he goes home and she's just kind of like it's her growth arc and they don't end up together. I'm okay with that. What other movie have we done where they like undid the character growth? Right. Like Pretty Woman. Yeah. Pretty yeah, Woman. That's, that, yeah. It's a whole Pretty Woman where. Yeah. And they definitely oh. Pretty Woman this. Like they both kind of yeah. grow in the last 45 minutes. And realize that maybe this relationship is not the one they want. And then they don't let it go at the end. Which I was like, ugh. It actually, the last 45 minutes is a better job than the movie The Breakup of showing how people can grow from a breakup and like yeah. change. And I think <laughs> yeah. it does a better job than that movie. And then it just undoes it and then also becomes a bad movie. Yeah. That's fair. I had never seen this movie, obviously. And when we were doing it, I thought the whole thing was going to take place in Jamaica at that mm-hmm. week vacation. And I would have been here for that. It's really when they come back and then the rest of the stuff after they come back from Jamaica that I was not really a fan of. I think I think part of the reason you need the the stuff when they come back is to show her growth arc. But that last airport scene kind of undoes a lot of her growth. Yeah, exactly. 
which I did not love. Well, they can't all be winners. Love and basketball was really good. It really I did, was. I, I it was loved, amazing. Loved love and basketball. Here's the thing: this is still better than a lot of movies we've done. On it this is show. no. I, I, and if it wasn't for that little, fi- I mean, if you just stop it after he leaves for the airport, it's good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You if yeah. you literally move the credits up two minutes, it's a much better movie. Yeah. Do you guys think they're still together? Do you want to know if they're still together? Yes, I do. A hundred percent. I'll go back to the beginning. I think Mikey and I both said no. You both said no. You both said she got scammed. Do you want to go into like being 90 Day Fiance Aficionados? Do you want to go into like more detail as to how the scam works? Yes. I Okay. Do we need to start the fun fact section for this? We do, but I want you guys to guess what the scam was. Like what's the reality? Like. Oh, okay. Yeah. So here's what I think. I think he goes back to Jamaica to like, I don't know, close up his affairs before he officially moves back with her. And then she gets mm-hmm. like these crazy picture messages about him and his bodyguard, like her going to the hospital because he got attacked <laughs> or whatever. And he's like, right. my enemies are after me. You have to send me 30 grand or whatever. And she does that right. like for a few months. Yeah, that's how the scam works. Okay. I think he comes back, marries her. Gets the visa, then says, I'm going to go to med school in Jamaica, but I need you to pay for it. And she ends up sending him a bunch of money to pay for med school. Oh, I mean, those are both two very good guesses. Neither of them is what happened. (laughs) Those are both very good guesses. Both of them wrong. (laughs) Both of them wrong. Although they both have elements of being close. Nice. Uh, Let's get into fun facts. Hit him with your fun facts. Scam fun Fun facts. facts. This movie is based on a book by Terry McMillan who actually wrote about her own life and subsequent marriage to a Jamaican man named Jonathan Plummer in 1998. Okay. Uh, She was in her late 40s at the time, and he was in his early 20s. So the age gap was potentially even larger. Okay. Uh, But in December of 2004, Jonathan Plummer informed uh, Terry McMillan that he was gay and had been gay the whole time and only married her to get his green card. So... They go through a very contentious divorce because by then, not only had her book become a bestseller, the movie had also made a ton of money. So there's a lot of fighting over assets. Then in 2007, she actually sues him again, like additionally on top of the divorce to basically be like, you defrauded me. They reach another settlement and then they get reconciled. So they're now allegedly friends in 2010. Technically, they've been on a couple talk shows together where they talk about it. Um, But apparently he was gay the entire time and was using her to get American citizenship and did not tell her until the citizenship was final. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I did not see that coming. Me either. Or you did. The whole time, <laughs> like, you know, we knew she was being scammed yeah. anyway. So originally Danny Glover was cast as the old man who hits on Stella when she's going to the pool. Right. And he's supposed to be in a bunch of other scenes and they all got cut. I'm guessing for time. Uh, but he's only seen briefly in that one scene where she and Tate Diggs are in the pool and the like, do you want to be intimate with me? Yeah. Scene. So Jonathan Plummer, who the movie is based on, has a cameo in this movie When Stella checks in, she and Delilah walk down the steps and a man walks past them and says, welcome to Jamaica, ladies. And they're like, oh, because he's hot. That's the guy. Like, that's the guy the movie's about. Yeah. When Tay Diggs found out that he got this role, he was in the middle of performing in the Broadway production of Rent. 
um, with, yeah. I assume, I don't know if he and Adina Menzel were married at that point. I don't know that they were, but they would be eventually later and then divorced subsequently. But um, he celebrated by streaking through the theater where he was working. Oh, wow. I mean, jealous. If I looked like Take Diggs, I would I'd streak, streak everywhere. Yeah, uh-huh. I'd constantly streak. So he plays a 20-year-old in this movie and Angela Bassett plays a 40-year-old. She was about 39, 40 at the time. He was actually 27. Okay. In the movie. So their age is a lot closer. But the real life people that this is based on had a much wider age range. Now, Angela Bassett was in the middle of planning her wedding to Courtney B. Vance at the time that this movie is in pre-production. And they kept having to push back the date of production um, because of a, a bunch of kind of delays and the production company getting involved. It's normal delays. There's nothing crazy happening. But essentially, it helped. It it caused her to push her wedding date back like six times. Oh man! Um, but it also gave her time to get into amazing shape. And I'm just like, well, she was already gorgeous and yeah. in pretty amazing shape anyway. But it also meant that by the time she actually was able to get married, they'd already been filming for a month. So she like filmed for a month, came back, got married, and then came back to production. Oh wow! I hope she had time for like a honeymoon and stuff. I hope so. Maybe in Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, And those are your fun facts. (laughs) Well, thank you for those fun facts. Let's talk some box office. So what do you think the production budget for How Stella Got Her Groove Back was? Now, the book was a bestseller. And whenever you have an adaptation of a book that is already popular, people are going to spend a lot more money on it. So I'm going to say this cost at least 50 mil. Okay. I'm going to say 26. All right. The production budget for How Stella Got a Groove back in 1998 was $20 million. All right. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, but if you adjust that for inflation, as I am known to do, apparently, that is $34.4 million. So it is okay. a lot of money. But again, in 1998, it was $20 million. Uh, it mm-hmm. opened on. August 14th, 1998, and it was number two in the theaters. It was beat by Saving Private Ryan. That was in its fourth week, but still number one in the theater. In fact, Saving Private Ryan was number one in the box office for its first four weeks out. And then in its fifth week, it was beat by Blade. I mean, (laughs) yes. Yeah, yeah. We will. If I have. Anything to say about it, we will do Blade on Horror Virgin, and I don't give a shit. I mean, it's about a vampire, right? Uh, It's a daywalker that hunts vampires, yes. Yeah, so that's like superhero horror. I literally just looked it up. It says, <sighs> nineteen or Blade is a 1998 American superhero horror film, so it falls into the category. We for have sure. to watch Blade so we can talk about Wesley Snipes' crazy on-set behavior okay. on the sets of Blade. Blade. Okay, perfect. I can't wait. So number Ugh. two, obviously, was How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Number three was The Avengers, but no, not those Avengers. No. Oh, no, the stupid Uma that Thurman. That was a real and, uh, terrible yes. movie. Oh, yes. yeah. Number four was There's Something About Mary, and number five was Snake Eyes. So what do you think How Stella Got Her Groove Back made in its opening weekend? And again, it was number two. Opening weekend at number two, I'm going to say it made at least 15. Okay, Mikey, what do you think? 20. Okay. It made $11.3 million in its opening weekend. It was then in the box office for um, 22 weeks, although the theater count goes down Mm. pretty heavily after its sixth week. But what do you think it made total domestic box office run? I'm going to say 35. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? 26. All right. It made $37 million, 37.6 to be exact. 
uh, million dollars. And if you adjust that for inflation, that brings it to $64.9 million, almost $65 million in today's dollars. But at 98, it would have been 37.6. I don't have the international market. I'm not even sure if it got an international release. And I don't have the home market performance. But I do know because I watched it on a home market performance you know, medium that mm-hmm. it did get that. So I'm sure it made quite a bit of money there, too. And I mean, even in its domestic release, it made its money back. Because it's a classic. Yeah, it like definitely Like this movie is. is a classic. I'm sure it got an international release. Yeah. And I'm sure that home box office is like home market is high. It's pretty hefty. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it, but even its domestic box office, it made money. So it was a successful movie before all of that stuff. It's just it, the movies from like the mid 2000s and older. We don't really track or didn't really track all that stuff. So, yeah, I don't typically have it. But that is your box office. So this week, Paige, you made us watch How Stella Got Her Groove Back slash And Then Got Scammed. Yes. What are we watching next week? We actually did not choose next week. We have a guest next week, yeah. uh, Katrina Davis from Garde, and she chose Boomerang. Yeah. With Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. So your homework for next week is to watch Boomerang with Eddie Murphy. Yes. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Yeah, I, I probably do some point. Nice. Well, while you're looking it up, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast, and that is to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to do uh, this week? Oh, we got a bunch of them. We did. We're at 305 now. Like, we jumped from under 300 to 305 in like a week. I'm going to do... Pura Vida 012. Awesome. So what does Pura Vida 012 have to say? Uh, Review entitled, Reading My Mind. (laughs) Okay. Equal parts hilarious plus intelligent pod. Uh While the hosts make their way from start to finish of a given movie. Oh, that was one sentence. We're fine. We're going to move on. (laughs) Loved every (laughs) time. God. Loved every time a guest has made an appearance and adds to the funny factor. Pretty much each episode has... Validated the same experience I had watching the given movie. It's clear the hosts have knowledge of film actors, which gives them a solid footing to get into these movies. We do like to get into it, ladies. Ladies. Straightforward (laughs) titles make browsing easy, can pick up, start back anywhere, and whether or not you've seen these movies, you'll probably want to watch them after listening to Romancing the Pod. Five stars. Well, thank you very much, uh, Puravita012. Thank you so much for that review. And if you want to, Mikey, read your review, leave us a five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin, and that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on, but Paige gets around, and she is on two other podcasts, Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at rampage wesley everywhere including tiktok except for twitter where she is at page wesley mikey is at m randolph 24 and i am at todd j awesome everywhere and guys we got a p.o box so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a p.o box it's actually not a p.o box it's like a regular street address it's pretty awesome it's 6688 Nolansville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. 
That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. Toodle pip. Will you be intimate with me? <laughs> Check yes or no. <laughs> Bye. A little too young for you nerds. <laughs>